what's it called? Octopus Rift. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's the um, Octopus Rift. Yeah. Octopus Rift. Yeah. <laughs> Good evening, everyone who's tuned in to listen. This is Jacqueline White on the Chatterbox Podcast, and I'm joined with my co-host. Hello everyone, my name is Elliot Oaks. Now, I'm not going to lie, for some odd reason it feels like such a long time ago since we recorded a podcast. I mean, just saying those words at the beginning there seemed very unnatural to me. And for me personally as well, this week has dragged on forever for sure. Uh, but i tell you what I'm finding even stranger though, Jack, is the fact we haven't got a guest on this week. For those who don't know, we've had two phenomenal guests on so far that I think it's fair to say we literally couldn't ask for more. It just seems weird to... I suppose I have to prepare questions or do a bit of research around beforehand. So today it's going to be me and my co-host and obviously my friend having a conversation around VR. But don't worry, we've got something in the works planned guest-wise and I'm telling you it's an episode for sure you don't want to miss out on. I think, I think, I think the moral of the story is we are a lot more organised than we sound. That is what it is. It is, that is literally what it comes down to because... When you have a guest on, it can take up to a week or two to prepare them. But yeah, like Jack said, we are actually more organized than what we come across like. No, I mean, today we've got a really exciting episode ahead of us. I mean, it's going to be a short one because we don't, it's not such a broad topic. However, it's something that's topical and it's something mm. that uh, we've experienced for ourselves. And it, I feel like it's going to be the future as well. I mean, it already is the future. So... Yeah, it's kind of mad, you know, because today we're talking about virtual reality, also known as VR. And by complete coincidence, I literally just rewatched Ready Player One. Uh, this is directed by the man, the myth, the legend, Steven Spielberg. So there's actually not a better time for me to have this discussion while the concept is still fresh in my head. VR, if you don't know what VR is, you are li- living in a different world. VR is literally everywhere right now, especially during lockdown. Everyone is buying an Oculus, a Sony headset, whatever the hell it is. And literally, I only found out the other day as well. Mm. Oculus is owned by Facebook. Didn't even know that. Did you already know that? I didn't actually Matt. know that. But uh, I know, it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> Matt Hancock doing another madness. And I'll repeat that. It's Matt Hancock. Matt Hancock. Matt Hancock. No, Mark Zuckerberg. What am I on about? Is doing bits right now. Goes to show how far behind we are with the whole VR uh, thing in the world. So, I mean, Do you actually have a VR system yourself, Jack? So yeah, I recently bought an Oculus Quest 2. I thought I would Jeez. I would join in with the trend. I mean, I've tr- obviously played on it uh, quite a bit now, actually. Um, I've actually bought, I think, two or three games on it. I bought Beat Saber. Um, I bought a game called Boneworks, which is actually really, really cool. It's it's like a physics game, and you can sort of kill AIs in it and stuff like that. And, you, mm-hmm. and it feels like you're actually... It's sort of like if you're like holding an axe in real, real life, and you go to swing it against someone's head, it feels like you're actually doing that. And it's so weird. <laughs> it mad. sounds sinister as hell but yeah it's so weird it actually feels like you're killing someone it's mad well, um, well that's the point of vr isn't it jack it's meant to make you feel like you're actually there and that's i guess one of the massive selling points of vr is that you yeah. can transport yourself into this virtual world that isn't really happening but it feels so realistic yeah yeah i, I mean it, it's, cr- it's crazy to think as well the first ever virtual reality headset um actually had uh, an aroma feature to it so people could actually smell what was Shut happening the front them. door as if that was a functionality. Yeah, the, and back this is this day. is the first one. This is the first one ever invented. Invented in 1957 by some mad scientist named Morton Hel- Helig, I think it was. But he's not a mad scientist. He's a filmmaker and cinematographer. But um, yeah, it's, it's mad to think that someone just came up with this idea like this. So you're telling me they had the ability to be able to, like I said, have an aroma or smell. So why is smell-o-vision not a thing? Why can't we smell what's happening inside of a film or a television? So this Morton guy, he 
basically a bit of history for you now. He um, invented this with the idea to basically make a virtual cinema or cinema of the future is how uh, the newspaper quoted it. Um, right. And to get these sort of aromas, these smells to actually happen, um, there, there's there's actually an option you can choose on this VR headset. So the VR headset that he invented is called the, um, I think it's, I, forgive me if I'm saying it wrong, but it's the Sensorma, I think it's called. Um, mm. And there's a feature on it where you can actually smell your surroundings. Now, this is um, this is when you uh, enter the world of New York. You're riding down the street of New York on your bike, and you can actually smell like the pizzas on the high street and the the fumes of fuel uh, and the winds and and things like that. And this is all done um, through like gases and 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 weird things like that. It, it's actually really mad when you when you read into it. I think they say that um, chemicals is what causes the smell, uh, the reaction of chemicals. Hmm. Well, it certainly um, sounds healthy, doesn't it? Getting loads of perfumes and chemicals put well, onto your face. Yeah. But on a serious note, it's actually quite interesting and it's got me thinking, why isn't this a thing now? Now, what I mean by this is, you know, within a movie, I want to be able to smell the environment. I want to be able to fully immerse myself within the experience. <laughs> now, Jack, I know you're no expert, but yeah. how the f*** does the headset know exactly what aroma to produce? Because, you know, obviously every environment yeah. is different. So how does it know what fragrance to release and yeah. when? I-, I don't know if you've seen a picture of this machine. Right? It's mad. <laughs> okay. How big are we yeah, talking? I- how big is it? So personally, yeah, I find it kind of terrifying. Like, I actually well, do. Well, of course you would. Because... Your Frodo from Lord of the Rings. I'm <laughs> right, five foot nine. All right, let's, let's, let's take it easy. Right? <laughs> but um, um, it's weird because, like, it's this huge sort of, um, like, greenish machine. But you, you, basically, you have to sit down at the seat, which is a mm. part of the machine. The seat is part of the machine. Um, and you have to basically stick your entire head into this massive, like, hole in the machine. Um, and it's not... A lot of people think as well it was a gaming experience. It wasn't a gaming experience. This was a visual and auditory experience. So you'd sit there, you'd pop your head through this machine, and you'd have some small menu to choose from. Um, all these options differ. What you can choose, that sort of the experiences you can have differ. Um, but some of the options included 3D, uh, stereo sound, wind, vibrations. And like I said, I even saw an option for aromas. <laughs> I can't. What? I actually can't. Like, it just sounds mad. Sticking your head in something and... <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking of madness. I actually can't hold the laughter in. I, I was did... trying so hard. You know what? Uh... I didn't understand the vibrations option. Like, what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> oh, it sounds like a madness. I'm not going to lie. You just stick your head in the I machine. Mean, it just starts going... <laughs> I feel like I've you're going to washing machine. <laughs> Obviously, you can't see my face right now, but I'm holding in tears. I, I don't know how I managed to hold back that laughter as long as I did. As soon as you said, you stick your head in some black thing and you, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, whatever it was, right? What was interesting is about this whole VR thing is just going back to what you had. So how long yeah. do you normally play on a VR headset for? I try to, I, I, well, I try to limit myself to two hours because I feel like it's unhealthy if you do more than that. So it, 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 there is that sort of perception to reality side of it as well. Uh, it'll, be, it'll get to the point that in the future you won't know if you're in VR or the real world it'll be absolutely mad yeah that's just about to say and I know it's going to sound like I'm on something when I say this but <laughs> if you were to put a VR headset on a baby right as soon as they were born hear me out I know it's going to sound mad but would they only know VR because that's they're born to know because let's say it goes on for I don't know about five years I wonder in five years time when you take the VR headset off them for the first time and they experience the real world I'm just wondering, would them entering the real world be the equivalent of us entering VR? You know, it's just got me thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 actually a really interesting perception of it. I mean, 
it's sort of like you want to sort of try it to see what uh, what a baby would do in like seven eight years time when he's take when you eventually take the, the you know the headset off and he's been in head- I think that's all his I life. Think it's an experiment right there to uh, take place. Uh, <laughs> I think there might be also- some in danger in child laws broken. <laughs> um, well, for experiment's sake, you know, Pavlo Floyd was oh, yeah, it Floyd? Yeah. yeah, it was. Am I right in saying that it was Floyd? Someone. Uh, I did psychology and I've forgotten the name of him. I That's embarrassing. That. But what's interesting is the fact that, you know, two hours you said you do it for. I'm making a big deal of this because I think it's impressive. But Jack's record doesn't come close to the Guinness World Record holder. Held at the moment by Jack McNee, who spent 36 continuous hours playing oh, a single no. 3D drawing game. Oh, no. Now, <laughs> this is an interesting fact. And I, I'm going to quote what it says on this article here. Is that, shockingly, McNee didn't experience any of the extreme side effects that most VR manufacturers warn against. Right, this is the part that cracked me up now. It says, although at the end of the video, he says he can't feel anything below the neck. (laughs) Now, if you're telling me that that's experience uh, that didn't experience any extreme size of VR, then goes on to say couldn't feel anything below the neck. Uh, I'm not too sure what that medical term is, but it doesn't sound very pleasant. Total paralysis by the sound of it. It's not funny, but but I just it contradicts itself in the article how it says it didn't have any you know any side effects and there he is potentially yeah. paralysed. Yeah, yeah. God, that's mad. Uh, it just it just goes to show. I mean, there, there are a lot of negative effects in terms of VR. It's just limiting yourself to how much you use it, and you know rewards uh, do follow on with risks. So just make sure you you're not overusing, and just make sure that you are setting yourself timers. I mean, for me personally, I set myself an alarm. So, I, you know, I'm making sure I'm not going over like an hour. And when I say two hours, I don't mean I spend two hours every night. Uh, when I say two hours, <laughs> right, I mean, okay. I, I never go over two hours. Like, even, right. let's say I just got a new game and I'm like really, really enjoying it. And I want to spend the most time on it as possible in that one night. I will make sure I'll never go over two hours. But usually I try to spend like an hour, 45 minutes on it. Um, yeah. But I'll, I'll do that like once every two or three nights, maybe, you know. Have it's you like had any funny treat. experiences? Yeah, for, as a treat. Have you like had any experiences through VR? Any funny things that you've happened yourself or you've witnessed on YouTube or anything like that? Um, I've tried to do a flip in VR. That didn't work, unfortunately, <laughs> because the whole point of the fact that I can't do a, I can't do a flip. <laughs> um, right. So if you actually I, attempted it, there could have been a potential that you could have broken neck. Yeah, I've always wanted to go in VR on like a trampoline. I think that'd be really like interesting. I don't... What's even interesting is about that is the fact that you mentioned trampoline. What about them omnidirectional runner machines? So you stay in one place, yeah. but you just run around everywhere. Now but that you, is, you... yeah, that's proper ready player one. <laughs> and that's what I'm here for. That's what yeah. I want to do. And I like it how the speed you go at is the speed your character goes at. When you jump exactly. the character, you know, that's obviously what VR is. Yeah. But that's the level I would like to try that as opposed to being in my living room, smashing my TV, me being six foot four, like I'm just going to hit the lamps yeah. when I jump. You know, it's just, it's not going to be, uh, let's say, environmentally friendly for me. So imagine if you were like, obviously you mentioned then the running on a, uh, what do you call it? An omnidirectional running pad? Mm. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think um, something like that. Imagine you were sort of getting shot by paintballs as well, as if you got shot in. in oh, yeah, and you have to dodge them like that. Now now we're talking, yeah. see, Jack, we're in the wrong business here. Uh, but we're talking about a lot of negative side of uh, the VR world. I've got to talk about one of the biggest benefits of the VR, and that is got to be the, uh, the simulate dangerous environments, you know, in the training process. So yeah. what I mean by this is that you can put people in situations that aren't necessarily well doable within the real world such like firefighters yeah. can apply their skills and learn how to yeah i guess control an environment before having you know yeah. and you got uh the army as well i mean in in, in you know it'd be immersed in that experience 
Yeah. Uh, you know, and so they the rookies can learn their way up. It's mad, yeah, because I don't know if you've seen the same video as I have, but there, there was literally a video I saw where a police department were training firearms in VR. They were literally doing training mm. exercises in like a massive hall and they weren't limited to their movement because it was such a big hall they did it in. They could literally move around in real life, but it, they'd be in VR and it would simulate uh, the room they're in to like the exact size, but then it would have like obstacles, fake obstacles and things like that. And it was really interesting to see and it was tracking the, the complete movements. I think they were wearing really? like body stuff as well yeah and obviously they had the they had the controllers to shoot with um but it's crazy i mean it's like it's just little things like being able to well it's not a little thing it's a huge thing being able to walk like uh on a tightrope towards from one twin tower to the other like twin towers don't even exist anymore how the hell would you do that <laughs> it's just things like that yeah now i don't know if you're uh, i know you're not a professional on this jack but i gotta mm. ask you know have you seen ready player one right yeah uh, with these these suits that they wear when they go into the vr and they can simulate touch in the yeah. real world and yeah. in the virtual world is that a thing so if you are getting shot do you feel like a little shot like in robocop have you seen you know robocop when yeah. he uh gets shot he feels that i know that yeah. wasn't vr but is <laughs> well, that yeah, a thing in I mean, real world is that the thing in the real world that you can have these suits that um so i've seen i actually watched an episode of gadget show like a few years back and this was like back when vr was still all sort of like in the prototype and um, he was playing Modern Warfare, I think it was. I think it was like mm-hmm. one of the Modern Warfare games. And uh, he was in like this big room. He was he was on the omnidirectional running pad as well. And um, he had a VR gun. So he actually had like the fake plastic VR gun. And the room was set up with like paintball guns around as well. So it wasn't an actual bodysuit. It was more of a suit to sort of limit the pain from paintballs. Because paintballs kill, man. I mean, if you've ever been shot by a paintball... They are like painful as hell, <laughs> especially yeah. if it's close range, which they were. So he had to wear like a protective suit, but so you could still feel it, feel the pain, but it wasn't that bad. But I've never actually seen any. I've never seen such things like a body suit where where if you got shot in a game, it detects where you got shot and it shocks you. I feel like that mm. might, might be like a health hazard. I, I don't know if people are allowed to do that. I am not sure. Yeah, you're right. There's definitely be some health hazards if you do incorporate that within the real world. But also mm. another massive advantage of VR. But in a way, it isn't at the same time as that meetings. Now, I'm thinking of Star Wars here now when they had, you know, the master meetings with Yoda, Master <laughs> Windu. And you know that those holograms that actually weren't there? Now, mm, how yeah. sick would it be if you all put a VR headset on and you take place in a meeting that you could be hundreds of thousands of miles away from each other, but you yeah. all seem like you're in one room? Yes, we have FaceTime. <laughs> but let's be honest, we want to see each other in a full. I think that'd just be a sick yeah. experience. That's a bit like that. You've seen, you've seen Kingsman where um, they're all sat around the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. And they're, and they're all in VR. <laughs> yeah, exactly the same like thing. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's another massive advantage. That would definitely put Zoom out of business. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know why. Yeah, the thing is as well, though, we talk about these VR headsets. Now, I thought they were really expensive, but I don't know yeah. if lockdown or the demand for them has actually reduced the price because, you know, Jack was telling me he picked it up for, what, £300, was it? Yeah, so it was 299 and then <clears throat> I had to buy the Elite strap as well because the, the default strap was just... That's fair enough. Uh, yeah, so cheaper than a smartphone and you're telling me we get this experience i mean yes the side effects of it but i think that is way cooler than having a zoom meeting or facetime call oh yeah definitely and you get the fun of customizing your avatar i mean you know bitmojis as it is come on that's a bit naff now we (laughs) want to we want to up the bitmoji level and we want to 
create our own avatar, yeah. look however we want. That's the thing. In VR, you can make things that happen in the real world possible in the digital world. You yeah, want to live in yeah. a mansion, you want to look a certain way, boom, VR's got you. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the, the technology's always improving as well. I mean, at the moment, I don't think it's 4 It's not 4K, but eventually it will be, you know. Um, and it's crazy to think how quick it's developing uh, because everyone's suddenly buying them. Because, I mean, you mentioned prices earlier. There was a point in time where... You, you could only buy an Oculus Rift for like as, as cheap as like 600 quid. Well, I yeah. say cheap, that's not cheap, that's expensive, which is why not many people were buying them and not many people got to experience VR. Um, and they've realized that. And now that this is why the prices are so much cheaper than what they used to be. Everyone's buying them now because they're affordable. Um, mm. But they, they still add these little gimmicks in where they put the really bad strap with the amazing goggles. So then you end up having to buy a new strap anyway. <laughs> and uh, mm. they, and they have their own brands of these different things. So that, so Oculus are still making their money back, but through accessories rather than the main product. Well, I mean, let's be honest then. Virtual reality or VR is somewhat a very powerful tool and it has changed our lives. Dare I say it for the better? Because, you know, it's, it's effectively revolutionized the way we go about doing things in our ordinary yeah. lives. You can go anywhere. You can you, If you wanted to climb the, uh, if you want to climb Mount Everest, you probably could do that. If you want to, you can literally go on YouTube. There are so many video, VR videos on YouTube. You can just sit in your chair at home, you know, roll it back a bit, maybe get, got some room. You can create a guardian as well. So this is like this virtual guardian where if you stick your hand out of it, it detects that and it tells you not to go any further. So Seriously? you don't bump into objects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it detects your room. You can put the VR goggles on and you can see your room through the VR goggles. They've got cameras yeah, mounted a... on, the, on the goggles. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I'm so out of this. Even though I am, you know, pursuing the visual effects industry, which does have a massive part in the virtual reality thing, I don't know why I'm yeah. so, in a way, oblivious to the full functionality of this Octopus. What's it called? Octopus Rift. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's the um, Occupus Rift. Yeah. Occupus Rift. Yeah. Um, not Octopus. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not. It's not. It's the Oculus. <laughs> but uh, I've got oh, the Oculus Quest too. <laughs> right. Okay. You've been saying like Octopus for the. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. I will go and edit and edit these out. So don't no, you worry I'm about that. editing this one, so. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, the Ocu... Uh, I can't even say it out. The Oculus Quest 2 is a great headset to buy if you want to get into VR, buy it for the first time, just experience it for yourself. It's a good price. Um, don't worry about the strap too much. Just keep the original strap for now and figure out if you like it or not. If I were you, I would try it over a friend's house first if they have one just to make sure you don't get like massive motion sickness. Because if you do, then it's a complete waste of money. And reselling something that's been used even once, you'll mm. lose money. You know? And what's interesting is, though, Jack, about how you said you searched thing up on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> I did watch somebody do uh, a climbing video uh, yeah. via VR, and they just fall flat on their face like most of the time. <laughs> that's uh, the thing, yeah. You see all it. these videos of like ad uh, adults doing like um, the roller coaster experiences stood up and they end up just falling over or smashing into their like TV set and stuff. I put it on my dad and he almost ended up falling. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do like a quarter of the ride. He, he was yeah. going to fall over. See, that's the thing. It's, it's a bit mad. And I guess this leads on to my next point, actually, is the fact that the current climb we're living in is not necessarily the best. Right. And we want to go out and stuff. And I said, you know, you have the opportunity to do things in the virtual world that you can't do in the real world. I guess then there's got to be a massive side effect of addiction. You know, someone who spends a long period of time in the virtual environment as opposed to in the real one. Can you kind of see yeah. how that could be dangerous for a dangerous for could be dangerous for potential social networking? Uh, yeah. Since you know, well, I mean, you create your own avatars, yeah. you meet others online. You have the you're gonna forget how to interact with other people in the real world. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know this YouTuber called like I think he's like Toast or Toasty or something like that, and he he he's like a professional um, Beat Saber player on VR, and he's literally, I mean, recently a few months ago now, he hit a thousand hours on VR, which is Holy. how many days? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I, <laughs> sorry, lot. not on VR. Sorry, that's just on Beat Saber. So I don't know what the other games are like. That's just on Beat Saber. Uh, There's another one where you have to when these blocks are coming towards you, you have two the blue and the yeah, red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. I love desert to the music. Yeah. Oh my god. So a thousand hours is forty-one days. Forty-one days straight. That is. Yeah. Obviously, uh, obviously he had breaks, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm trying to say is the fact that that's equivalent to forty-two. What is it? Forty what days? Forty-one. Forty-one days straight. Yeah. Mad. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. That's that is crazy. And that's just the one game as well. I mean, if you put all the games together, I can't imagine how long. It's probably like a Do you think he's year. lost like the ability to, you know, connect with humans? Is he, is he lost the ability to? Well, he's a YouTuber. He's a commentator. He, he he can speak to people and he does live streams. So I don't think he's lost that, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he seems okay. He doesn't seem like there's any been any health complications whatsoever. He's played that much of it. Uh, so it, it does go to show like maybe it's not as bad as people think. Maybe. <laughs> Well, I think it's one of those things, unless you try it, you don't actually know if it works for you. Like I said, definitely get to go around a friend's yeah. house to try it out first. Uh, yeah. I have a feeling, like I said before, I wouldn't be good on it. I just know I would be quite emotion sick. Uh, so yeah. uh, I probably wouldn't be investing in one of those. Uh, yeah. But I yeah. would love to try out uh, the VR around yours, Jack. You'll have to, you'll have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to pick one of the best games for you and you can just... Uh, it's mad. The first time you experience it, you just, you just it's unreal. Like, Can, you, can your yeah. brain not actually comprehend it? Yeah, you, you can comprehend it. It's not it's not like that much. But like it's like when you go into like a skydiving video or something like that for the first time and you're just like, Holy shit. Uh, you know, and see I just don't thought- think it's gonna have that effect to me. Like I, I know it will probably if we I've seen it before, you go on these rides and then you got the big dip and you're like you're proper shitting yourself. But I just don't yeah. see how I'm gonna feel that in my stomach if I know it's at I'm just gonna know it's not in real life, you know, and I really don't know how realistic yeah. it is. Well it's got to the point for me like where I know it's VR now, like it doesn't hit me as well as it did when it was my first time you know it's like with anything you know the first time you try it, it's always the best time <laughs> you know um... <laughs> that, could be... <laughs> that could mean anything i mean <laughs> yeah it's usually the case <laughs> yeah it is usually yeah if it, like i said if, if if you want to buy a vr headset i would definitely try it somewhere else first and uh you know there's there's shops i mean there's a there's a, there's a place in cardiff where we where, where, where we're from and it's literally just a VR experience place and you can just pay to go in and have a go at it for like an hour or two and um, just try it out for yourself and then see whether or not you want to buy it. Yeah, well, this episode was certainly interesting to say the least. And I think it's fair to say, Jack, that I'm having one of them days, aren't I, where my speech is all over the place. When I talk all day, that's what just seems to happen. But also, this podcast had a very different style to it as me and Jack just had a nice casual conversation about VR, which I really enjoyed. But I'd be also curious to hear your guys' thoughts on it. So if I was you, I'll definitely stay tuned for next week's podcast. Exactly, Elliot. Stay tuned for the Chatterbox podcast where we will be broadcasting every week on Monday. So please do get in touch and please do follow us on Twitter at The Chatterbox and we will keep you informed. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care and good night.